This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the How She Did That podcast. Okay, y'all, I'm just going to level with you right from the start. When I recorded this episode a couple months ago, apparently I forgot to select my fancy dancy podcast mic in settings. So I apologize in advance for the less than stellar sound quality on my end. And I do think this is at least the second time I've done that this season. So I'm going to try to do better in the future. (laughs) Now, at the time of this episode going live, my team is just getting back from their two-week mid-year break, and I am heading into the second week of my break. I always find that it takes a few days of being on vacation before I can truly settle into like vacation mode. Is that the same for you? I think it's like a business owner thing because um, I don't know. It just feels like it takes a couple days before we can truly allow our bodies and minds to start really embracing true rest, which is what I'm going for. <laughs> Quick reminder that you've got about one more week to register for the Agency Owners Summer Soiree. Summer Soiree is a four-week program for agency owners who want to create summer success while still leaving time to have fun in the sun. We start on Monday, July 17th, and the goal is to spend no more than 90 minutes each week intentionally working through one operational task and one marketing task so that by August, you will have spent more time enjoying the gorgeous weather while also being amazed at how much more calm, focused, and aligned your agency feels. So check out all the details of Summer Soiree at TashaBooth.com forward slash summer. That is TashaBooth.com forward slash summer. I sure hope you'll join me. Let's go meet today's guest. My guest today is Sharon Jamison. Sharon is a life strategist, author, minister, entrepreneur, and corporate leader who is committed to helping people be who they were born to be and not settle for what society has taught and told them to be. Through her coaching programs, innovative workshops, wisdom-filled books, empowering sister circles, and speaking events, she passionately challenges people to shed societal shoulds and outdated beliefs so that they can live courageous, purpose-centered lives. Now, Sharon and I have been Facebook friends and admirers from afar for quite some time now, and it was just so great getting to actually spend time in conversation with her. So let's go ask Sharon how she dared to soar higher. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for being here. (laughs) I am so grateful. I've admired you from afar and you have inspired me uh, from watching your journey. So thank you so much. I feel so honored to be here with you. Oh, thank you so much. So please tell our audience who you are, what you do and who you serve. Sure, sure. My name is Sharon Jamison and I'm, I do multiple things. I am a corporate leader in a pharmaceutical company. I'm also a minister, an author, and a coach and a DI advocate. And what I do is I exist at that intersection of healing, spirituality, justice, and leadership. And I work with 
uh, entrepreneurs, visionaries, leaders, to help people be who they were born to be. So they don't succumb to mediocrity, don't succumb to narratives, our culture, our gender, binaries, so people can really thrive. I think we settle in ways that we don't realize that our soul is not happy. So I help people to get in touch with their soul and so that they can dare to so higher and be who they want to be. And that can be different things at different times throughout their lives. Oh, I love all of that. And I am excited about the conversation that we're going to have because we have, there's so many things that overlap in both of our lives and in both of our experiences. So this has been one of the best things about doing this theme this season for the How She Did That podcast. I get to talk to so many amazing women and hear their stories and, and hear the commonalities and like our all of our human existences and all of our human experiences. So I'd love for you to share kind of how you know, your business and beliefs and your background kind of all collided for you. Sure, sure. My background, I was always interested in health and health care, but, but I always knew that we had to address the mind, mm-hmm. but not just the mindset like we hear in all of the social media perspectives, but really that part of us, that deep a part of us where our wisdom is mm-hmm. that really leads us and guides us and, and nourishes us and informs us. So I wanted to do something that will help people getting to 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 connect with that in a way so that they can be good leaders yes. first of themselves and then leaders of others. Yes. But many times you can't be a good leader if you can't lead yourself because the hardest person to lead, hardest person to uh, motivate, the hardest person to discipline is ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to get better at that because I realized when people are better leading themselves, they can initiate movements. They can start businesses. They can be better parents. They can be better in relationships. So it was really important for me to to try to provide some tools, some tactics and some wisdom so people could could connect with who they were so that they can be more of who they are. Many times we shrink, uh, we um, disconnect, uh, we uh, we dilute ourselves, uh, we edit ourselves to fit into these situations or companies or corporations, and then we end up feeling hollow and defeated. Mm. And so that's what I wanted in my life. So I uh, I kind of put all those pieces of, of my life together because I'm also a preacher's kid and grew up uh, as, a, as, a, as a minister. So I wanted to find ways to merge those parts of us, that, that spiritual part, that leadership part, that justice part, mm-hmm. uh, because our spiritual part informs our leadership. And it's hard to be a leader when you're dealing with systemic barriers and narratives that prevent you from total self-expression oh. and total self-optimization. Those things are connected. So I said, if I can do something to the spirit, like people can be better leaders. If we can be better leaders, we can we can challenge all this systems and the structures that prevent people from total self-actualizing. And then if we can do that, healing. People can heal. Mm -hmm. People can walk and experience and express wholeness. And so that's kind of how how all my different parts of my life um, came together. It was kind of accidental, honestly. It's not that I I planned as I grew and healed, 
I kept grabbing on like, I need, I need this piece. Oh, I need this piece. Oh, I need this piece. And that's how I started putting those four things together to do the work that I do. Uh, I love, I love all of that. And I, I keep talking or I keep coming back to this narrative as I'm talking to people about the fact that you're never starting from scratch. You're always starting from experience, right? And you grabbing those pieces of what you're learning and what you are healing in yourself and being able to use that with how you support others is amazing. And I think the other thing that I really wanted to get into was challenging your own beliefs and challenging kind of the belief systems that we grew up with. Because you and I both grew up in the church and as much as I, I always say to people, like, I love me some Jesus, but sometimes, yeah, sometimes the church gets it wrong. Jesus always gets it right, but sometimes the church gets it wrong. And I think that um, one of the things you, you and I have talked about before is this idea of poverty, like us having to not have enough or want as much as we want because of whatever reason. Um, and that feeling like, quote unquote, I'm using quotes now, but biblical in terms of it. So how did you kind of overcome that narrative in your life and that belief system? Oh, my God. I love that that part that you said, I love Jesus, but I don't like all the rituals. Right. <laughs> and I don't like all the dogma and all the doctrines. To me, Jesus is justice, which is something very different. But it took years to separate faith from all of that, those fallacies. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But one of the biggest things that I had to understand was that, I needed to stop glorifying martyrdom Mm. because I grew up and I thought being a good person was to give, 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 give. And I realized I had had given myself away. Yeah. And I had nothing for myself. And that get that feeling of being a martyrdom showed up in my business. Mm -hmm. For example, I would not price well. I would underprice my services. And then I will resent my clients yep. because I felt taken advantage of. I felt resentful, not understanding that I was creating that because I had not challenged my theology mm-hmm. and challenged those beliefs that told me I was back because I was making money. Yeah. And so I had to step back and say, how can I interrogate those beliefs and how can I have a healthy disregard? A healthy disregard of everything I learned. And how could I look at my beliefs through the lens of love? Mm. And so I had to really, and that was a process because I think we hear all the time these empty platitudes. Oh, just think another thought. That doesn't work long term, mm-hmm. right? No. So what I had to do is like, Sharon, why are you greedy? Mm-hmm. Sharon, why do you feel like you have to to give so much? Sharon, why are you resentful when you are making those choices? Yeah. Why are you acting like you don't have anything to offer? You don't do it with your job. Mm-hmm. And so I had to sit there on myself in my new thinking to ground myself in my new perspectives so I wouldn't waver. I think yeah. sometimes we waver because we don't ground our beliefs in our values. We don't ground our beliefs in our soul. So Mm -hmm. I said, wait a minute now, you know, you two degrees, what you do is valuable. You are, you share, you are blessed, but you bless people. Your, you, you, your money is a form of activism. I said, wait a minute now. I'm not just being a, a, you know, a pimp, you know, I service to keep me whole, but to keep the community whole because I give so much back. And so I was able to look and transition from greed to to doing good work. 
from being, um, from profit being a bad thing to profit being something that I could share from not trying to be only about my self-aggrandizement, but being about advancing other people, letting young people have examples of entrepreneurs. I didn't have that. And so I had to say, Sharon, you're doing so much good by success, not only about about being what you what you can give, but demonstrating what's possible. Mm-hmm. And I had to do that. So I said, wait a minute, what if your faith is to be a demonstration of love, a demonstration of power, a demonstration of obedience, yeah. a demonstration of faith, a demonstration of hope. And it allowed me to get grounded in some new understandings. So I didn't feel dirty mm-hmm. or feel yucky about my success. Yeah. Thank you for that. I think for me, it was a lot of going, like asking myself, what does the Bible actually say about this? And what do I actually believe about this? Because I think when, when you're taught from an early age, like this is what you're supposed to believe you, it's so hard to go back and be like, okay, but have I ever asked myself like what I personally believe? Right. And those things don't have to contradict each other. They can be beautifully wed and beautifully married. But if you don't actually like go into not just the Bible, but also understanding the fullness of like the history of things, you know, and going that deep and then creating a belief system around that, that I think is, is, in my opinion and in my experience is the way that has worked the best for me. And also like the idea of having those examples that that you talked about, having those examples of people who are amazing people and make money. I think we see like we sometimes got taught, you know, if you have money, you're greedy and you're awful. (laughs) Period. Instead of like, you can be a person who enjoys a certain lifestyle, who enjoys nice things, and who is also serving and supporting their community or, you know, bring, like reaching a handout to bring somebody else up with them. Those things are not mutually exclusive. Those things can coexist in a beautiful way. Yes. And I love when you said, um, marry those perspectives. Mm-hmm. And really, it creates more, like you said, more expansion, more space yeah. to more, um, not only more space to bloom, but more space to build, more space to be creative. Yeah. More space to bless people, more space to to challenge and confront injustice, yeah. more space to fund what I call fun hope. Yeah, because sometimes people I find so many talented people, but they since they live in poverty, they don't have hope. People get to experience and express different parts of themselves. Yeah. And so I think that is so, so critical. But I also think that as we are expanding our perspectives, I think we need to have not only a good, a change in heart set, but a change in friend set too. Mm. Because sometimes if you don't change your friend set, they, um, you get pulled back into the, that, those, that toxic theology mm-hmm. to, to those belief systems that will always make you feel like you have to prove that you are a good person. Now you yeah. prove that you are worthy. And anytime you feel like you have to prove something, you're easily manipulated and you're easily exploited. Uh, Ask me how I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me how I know. Saran, it was amazing talking to you. Thank you so much for this time. Can you tell us where we can find you? Where do you hang out online? 
Well, thank you so much for this opportunity just to be here with you. Everything is my name. It's Sharon and Sharon has two R's. So it's S-H-A-R-R-O-N Jameson. It's the same website, Instagram, Facebook. And if people follow me, I will follow them back. And I also have a newsletter that I send out I would say every week, but maybe three weeks out of a month. (laughs) And I would love to connect with people because I feel like I am a leader, but I am also a student and I learn from people as well as I lead them. So I'm really grateful to to connect. Thank you again. And all of that will be in the show notes. So we'll have that um, over at the show notes so everybody can follow you because you just have so much wisdom. And I have shared a number of like your Instagram posts and your Facebook posts and everything because they're just short and sweet and to the point and filled with wisdom. So I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, thank you. That blessed my soul. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Before you go, be sure to head over to TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and learn more about my upcoming programs, masterclasses, and live events. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and subscribe. Until next time.